Welcome back to another episode of the Panthers Nation podcast here on the Panthers Nation Network. Kind of go by either name, but it doesn't really matter because either way, we're still bringing you the all of our thoughts, all of our analysis, all of our complaints about something that we definitely will have a lot of all three of those, and that is the second game of the Panthers preseason against the Ravens. We're not able to end the streak, and we, we didn't even come close to it in this game, uh, y'all. This game concerned me. It, it, it concerned me a lot. I, I saw. I think I saw enough. At least for me, I, th- I thought I saw enough from the from the starting lineup that made me that made me feel okay. The defense, I felt great about the defense. The, at least the starting defense. Sam Darnold only throwing two passes. I, I I won't lie. I mean, why do we have bubble wrap around Sam Darnold? Why are we protecting him so much? Like he's a guy that I mean, I mean they they come out they come across as very desperate to make this work. That's what it seems like. It seems like everybody's kind of on edge. Like the things we have been saying for the last year are, are starting to be true. Like, yeah, you can't. You've hit your wagon to two quarterbacks that have been kind of questionable, and now the decision making is from from up top is starting to look down on you and say we may have to look in, the, in another direction. So, y'all sit back because I'm gonna talk for a minute. So, oh God! Oh God! Watched, oh God! I watched. I watched four games, and I followed another one very closely on online because it wasn't one. Um, and what I saw him lean to a point is, if I'm a New York Jets fan, I'm somewhat excited about the future at my quarterback spot. Zach Wilson played like the number two pick in the draft. He threw Corey Davis, who Corey Davis is a great addition. I love to see Corey out there performing. But he looked good. I mean, you look good. You go to the Chicago Bears. Why they're playing Andy Dalton week one, I have no idea. But Justin Fields, I mean, he took a hit. Um, God bless, he's okay because he took a hit. Hey, welcome to the NFL moment, yeah, right there. Bro. Yeah, yeah. But they let him play, and he kept playing. And and if you're a Chicago's Bear fan, you feel somewhat good about the future of your quarterback spot. Two more, the New England Patriots. Cam Newton. I'm gonna give him credit. He set his feet. He looked good. He, he got the ball downfield. Mac Jones. If Cam, you know, Mac looked good. He's looked good. He's looked, he looked good. good. So if you're New England Patriots fan. You got to feel good about the future of your quarterback spot. Um, I haven't seen enough from Trevor Lawrence. I know they play, you know, I think Monday night or something like that. What I didn't get out of the Panther game is what's going on with the quarterback? I have, you know, listen, the defense played great. You know, Hassan Reddick with the interception, Brian Burns with some, they look, they look, hey, look, they look solid. I'm excited about that. I know CMC didn't play and stuff like that. You cannot, two Pat, come on, you cannot play him one series. And then and then just set him down and go. I, you're not getting and, and you better when the Steelers come to town. You better play him for an entire half, if not more. But right now, as a Panther fan, I'm not confident about one person that is the core of moving no. the team down the field. So, because all three quarterbacks did nothing in expectations and both good and bad. I mean, I didn't see anything enough from Darnold, and the problem is that. The, the superstitious person in me doesn't want us to play that much against the Steelers just because of the lore of whenever we have a quarterback against that team doesn't go well for us. But, yeah. I mean, a, a week ago we were saying, all right, cool, you know, that doesn't really matter if Darnold's doing anything. We can have, you know, P.J. be that backup. He'll be fine. Will Greer shouldn't walk on a football field. What what happened in a week? What what Did he listen to us? Was he pissed off? Like, what happened in a week? I think playing with – here's what I think happened. I think that – they they finally just said this. We've invested draft capital in the wheel grade with a third round pick. We let's let's give him a shot with with the twos and see how he plays. 
He played well. He played still well. Didn't score, still didn't score a touchdown, and that's and that's still troublesome to me that we cannot engineer touchdown drives. We'll talk about that in a sec too. But I think the issue with Will Gray had against the Colts and the, and the issue PJ Walker had this week against the Ravens is that their third and fourth string guys are awful. Yeah, he, and we I mean we've known that. We've known exactly. that, and not necessarily from a talent standpoint, because I mean you still got guys creeping yeah, the back there wide receiver. Guys there. Yeah, we saw. Yeah. I mean, we saw receivers running. It's more of the line. We have no offensive line depth whatsoever. Yeah. We've known this. And- exactly. And and that's another thing too about this 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 preseason and getting these people in and letting them see them and 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 finding out. You mentioned like you know, you know, having the guys to back everybody up and stuff like that. You know, I don't just want to talk one second about it or whatever, but like you know. I feel very confident right now about the Titans and where they're going because they have balled out in that defense. 30 to three in a preseason game against the Super Bowl champs. I mean, listen, they've only given up two field goals in two games when their defense was the worst thing last year. What I'm seeing right now, though, are people that can step in and play football against the other twos and threes, which you got to play against. So this realm of not only do I feel uncomfortable about, you know, Darnold and the whole quarterback situation, because Will Greer was 11 of 14, I think, or something like that. He missed three throws. Fine, whatever. Everybody's going to shine once in a while. He's still not a starting quarterback in the NFL. No. And you mentioned the offensive line. You you got to figure some stuff out. And the only way – and I'm beginning to question Matt Rule. I, I really am. And, 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 and Jack, I know you're going to talk about it, the, you know, the getting inside the red zone and stuff. Joe Brady, I mean, I it, it, this game I kind of walked away, not from the defensive side, but the offensive side and Matt Rule. You know, Matt Rule gave a, a press conference afterwards, and I listened to most of it. And you know, he was all you know rosy and stuff like that to a point. And I'm like, so that's where I've seen on, dude? like Matt Rule is kind of coming across as this guy, and I don't want to speak too poorly of him because I think he has done some things well, mm-hmm. and whether that's from an orchestrative standpoint or from a hands-on standpoint, I felt I still think he's done things well with the pre- situation he's been presented. But there are times to me where it seems like. It's all bark and no bite. And I'm just hearing him say these things, and I'm not seeing him accomplish these things. In that press conference, he stated, we're not trying to give everything away offensively. I get that. I get it's preseason. You don't want to show all your cards. But that does not that does not excuse that many red zone trips and zero. Like, you can just say, oh, we just want Chuba to run it in and push through. Cool. But, like, you still got to try to show me that you are going to put the plays together to actually score. That, that sound bite to me sounds like, pushing things under the rug and, and sweeping past. There's no war in bossing say is what that sounds like to me. And he's like, yeah, we're fine. Like, you know, that just concerns me. Man, I'll tell you this. You know, like you said, that concerns me as, as far as with, with the play calling. And I just can't understand how a coach like Bill Belichick, for example, he still let Cam go out there in both preseason games. He, he, he yeah, at least got like, two drives in each preseason game. Because he needs to know what he has. Exactly. Why does Cam, who – has taken way more hits than, than Sam Donald has. Has wet, but has way more pedigree than Sam Donald. Why is he still going out there playing in preseason games and and performing? It's not an issue that with, with, with them having him out there. It's just that what? Why are we so scared to let Sam Donald go out there and play? Hey, look, he's going to make mistakes eventually. I mean, these picks either going to happen in the preseason or going to happen in the regular season. Exactly. They're going to happen. I'm okay. I'm full. I am well aware that Sam Donald is not coming in to save our franchise in one season. No, or, but at, or, or at all. But we do need to see at some point, like, what are we looking at, right? But we put him on that pedestal, and you see the other organizations that are having those guys at quarterback. Like, I'm putting, I'm treating Donald right now as a rookie in this organization. I'm so he is. His, his, his experience has given nothing to give me confidence. So I'm treating him like Trey Lance, Justin Fields, these guys. They're putting them in the forefront. 
going, look, you need to get your reps with this team. You need to get your experience before the pre for the season. Darnold does too. Like th- what two passes and that many, that little amount of time is inexcusable to me. I'm so I know with this run one drive and you get into the red zone and you move the ball down there. I mean, it was one drive, one pass and you're down there. I'll do the, you know, the, the turnover and stuff like that, but let him get some confidence. I mean, I just, you know, I can't, you know, I, I just can't get in my mind in like Sean, she said, you know, is he bubble? You, you got to play it because right now the Carolina Panther fans have zero confidence in their quarterback situation. They don't. And and now you're going against the Steelers who, if they play their starters, you know, you're, you know, Hey, and then what happens if he goes out there? What if he goes out there and is, is pathetic? Because every other pivotal piece is is playing other than McCaffrey. You've got Terrace out there. You've got Shy out there. You've got like I know I mean DJ and Robbie aren't doing as much, but you know what I'm saying. Like they're still out there defensively. Like our guys that are healthy are out there. There we're seeing pretty much almost the exact starting lineup out there, give or take you know a couple pieces. But like he needs to get out there. He needs the time. That's why we have this preseason. That's what we were lacking last year with Teddy. We didn't have the chance for him to gel that early. But Teddy was also for what he was and. I swear to whatever deity isn't going to get me in trouble. If Teddy goes out and has a calendar year with the Broncos and this preseason, the way he's been playing in preseason translates, I'm going to be livid. I, I think what the, a lot of a lot of issues with Teddy was that maybe and just maybe when you know when I was getting on, on Joe Brady's ass about his play calling, maybe. That's the issue. Maybe they're the issue because honestly, Phil Snow has been the best coach on this on this coaching staff thus far. I mean, he's, I mean, by and large, his group has consistently improved. I, I look at the starters, even from even from last night, they look good. Yeah, they look, I mean, talking, they look physical. Like that first defense. What did I say? That small ball, fast coming at you with everything they have. Yeah. They're the one of the fastest defenses I've seen on our team and around the league. That's, like I mean, we're that's talking athletic group across. That's the what, board. Like we're talking about guys that I mean, Frankie Lavu or Luvu or however you pronounce his name. He has he, had a great camp, like great preseason games. He's popped. Up he was getting game. after the quarterback to the point where apparent like Perriman. I mean, I'm still excited for you. If you're not as healthy, take a take a week or two. Like it's fine. We have Frankie, and Frankie's coming off a guy who was like, oh, this is nobody. I mean, he's getting after the quarterback, and that's running with the first team reps, the first defense. I mean, Hassan Reddick, that pick, insane, amazing. The force fumble. I mean, I'm talking about Frankie's peanut punch. That was like Charles Tillman on that play. Do you see? Y'all saw that? That was insane. Oh, yeah. And then even Derek Brown and Brian Burns are getting after it like we've been wanting them to. We knew, like, this is going to be Burns. Like, this is it. This has to be Burns' year. This has to be the year. And I think he showed it. I think that defense, like you said, the thing that got me watching them a little bit was just how fast they are. How fast. And he's got the right people in the right spots. And they've got confidence and they got people talking about them. That's good. Back to Bridgewater for just one second. We don't want to go too far on that, but look who the GM is of the Broncos. You're talking about John Elway. Yeah. You're talking about a quarterback. I mean, you know, he's going to make sure, yeah. you know, and Drew Locke has not, you know, locked it up yet in terms of starters. So Teddy could, Teddy could start and lo and oh, behold, you know, sure. they end up going to the freaking, you know, AFC playoffs. I mean, I will, I will hurt. I will hurt people. They're, but they're going to be competitive, though. I, I mean, that that the defense they have with the, with the talent they have offensively, and their wideouts are 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 a lot to go with. I mean, so yeah, those are some. And then also, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, Chuba. I don't know what we're doing with him. I don't know what he's going to be, but he's like another Swiss Army knife we've got here. 
I mean, I don't know how he's going to file in or fill into the defense or offense, but I like what I'm seeing from him. He's better. He's better. Um, I didn't realize how, how how good he was after you know after contact. That's the, that was the one that I didn't realize that. I mean, when when they read the set off to last week, where over two thousand of his yards came after contact, and I and I kind of just kind of sniffed at it. It's the Big Twelve. They don't play defense, but I'm looking at him here in camp, and he looks physical. He looks he he he's definitely a bigger bat, a bigger guy than than McCaffrey like naturally. Uh, he's got he, his legs he, are huge. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm starting to see the vision with with, with Trooper Hubbard, and it just make, it just plays into the part of where like. We have all the talent offensively. That offensive line's got to get fixed, and that quarterback position's got to be solidified because we have enough talent around these guys to make something happen. You know, the cool part about you know him, too, you mentioned the Swiss Army knife type deal, which he does a little bit. I think he has more power. I think it also makes the play calling a little easier in terms of you can run the same things that are successful with him and CMC. You know, you're not going to have Derrick Henry and Darrington Evans running the same play. No. You know what I'm getting at? So, yeah, but, but I think it – it might help, you know, Sam Darnold a little bit to have that two type of styles where the playbook, the playbook might be a little smaller, if that makes sense. Well, um, who it'll definitely help is McCaffrey and, right. and keeping him off the field if needed. It's almost like if the Titans had picked up Bo Scarborough, you could have had, all right, Derek can't get it. Let's put this guy in who can do almost the exact same stuff. Right. Chubisaw needs some time, and it's not the exact same skill set. But, I mean, if it's third down and – or if it's, you know, second and short and we don't need to put McCaffrey in there to try to get the, the first down, we can wait till third down, throw Chuba in there and be like, hey, Chuba, go get the second down real quick. His YAC, oh, yeah, for sure. His, his yards his, – I mean, his yards, you know, after contact was, was impressive. There were times he was dragging they, a couple guys with him, and I'm like, "Yeah, yes, sir." The the only thing I'll say is that you still we still need a third running back. We still need a th- yeah. we still need a third guy because 17 games. These guys are coming off of playing a shortened college season. They're gonna hit a wall somewhere around week 10, and and I need I need the next guy up. Like I don't know who that guy's gonna be. I don't really think it's Spencer Brown. I I, I really I love it to be Rodney Smith, honestly, from last year. Yeah. I like what he provided. I would love it to be Reggie Bonafine if he if, if if he's if he's healthy. I haven't seen him all camp, honestly. I mean, yeah. What are the state? Is Cannon still on the team? Is Bonafine? Is, well, is Cannon? Well, Cannon's a wide receiver now. Yeah. Right. I forgot they're running Cannon he's wide a, receiver. He's a, he's a wide receiver now. So I mean, so I, I mean, I mean, they could. I mean, mind you, they could they could throw him back in the back in the backfield and, and let, uh, he's done it before in this offense. So you know, I, I think having a third guy. I mean, Tuba Hubbard's locked up running back number two though. He's he's locked into that spot in my mind. What I want to see, and I, I mean, we're not giving away the whole offensive play. Oh, no, we don't want to do like <laughs> But what I do still want to see is we talked about it when we were like talking about Shy picking up and what role he could play. I do still want to see some of those design runs like we had for Curtis coming out the backfield. I know it's not the same because Curtis had just such a unique ability to do that. But I think Shy still has the legs and the, and the durability and kind of, you know, to be able to change direction. He can do that. And, I mean, he's still doing that, you know uh, – 20 yards down the sideline, catching it on the hash, and he can just – he's done that route forever. I mean, and he's looked good at doing that, and I'm excited. For, but, I, I mean, that could just add, you know, that extra third pseudo running back that could help you out in some of those positions that you would need. You know, I wonder where the creativity is going to be because I didn't see the creativity from Joe Brady that I I was told, I was sold on the fact that he will be create this creative genius back up of their calling place. I didn't see that. And I need to see it this year coming up because, fam. I mean, we got enough talent this year. You got you you you're deep at the wide receiver position. You don't have like, like you know, and, and you have and having rookies like like Terrace Marshall and Sean Smith that are popping off the screen when they play. They're showing you right out. They can play on Sundays. 
how are you gonna work those guys in? Like how like do you rip do you use your full arsenal of weapons? I mean, because I mean from from running back to wide receiver, I, I can make the argument this is a top, this is a top five skill position room in the league. And I I, I don't think pure talent alone and Exactly. Athleticism. Talent. Talent and speed, bro, and athleticism, they're ranking in the top five in my book. So how – when is the coaching going to match the talent level of our players? I never thought I would see the day where the talent level of our players is leaps and bounds of, uh, above where our coaches can coach. It's ridiculous because we had it in 2015 where, you know, you had your talent level or most of your offense was surpassing that of the coaching. And it was just, you know, the coaching was kind of getting carried along. Then you had it in 2017 where then the coaching, we were, it was the experiment of hurting. And I keep talking about this because I think it gets so overlooked at that, how good that offense was performing with her, excuse me, not hurting, with, um, with Turner, with Norv Turner at offensive coordinator and how well he was able to utilize all the specific weapons we had. The only issue is that McCaffrey was just coming into the fold. And then of course, Cam, had just, you know, everything yeah, happened. On the way out. Like, I would love Norv with this offense right now. I would love him with the weapons we have right now. Not necessarily Darnold, but, I mean, he was able to use pocket passers. The thing that he did well with Cam was figure out a way to, to work with Cam and switch the offense around that. Right now, you're right. Brady, I'm seeing nothing. And, I and like, so you better not just be, you know, trying to save your ass by saying, oh, we just haven't given it all away yet. Like, oh, you don't – it's like saying, like, yeah, I got a girlfriend now, but you don't know her. She goes to another school. Like, that's what you're telling me right now. We're just not seeing it, and I need to see it. There's two things. First of all, with the, the coaches, you're talking about zero NFL experience, really. I mean, you know, North Turner, I mean, the man is, I don't want to say a dinosaur in the NFL, but you know what I mean? Head coach, offensive coordinator, he got the job done. Um, you know, and you get these coaches who, you know, you know, um, oh my gosh, I lost the New England coordinator. Oh, Josh McDaniels? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, flashy. You know, but but he's gotten the job done. But look at how long he's been, you know, in the NFL. So he's, been, he's been here for a while. Yeah. Right. And here's the deal. And I'm going to go just a different route here for just a second. You better figure out how to get the ball in the end zone because right now, Joey Sly ain't your guy. No. And I was no, trying to bring it up. Let me tell I you what the right, like, why, why he go, likes to go wide right. I don't understand. Like, is he putting something on the ball? He's like, not I don't know. This is no. it's, it's He's not an NFL kicker. He, he wasn't an NFL kicker when we first brought him in. It was cute. It was cute to start off with. He had a strong leg. Cool. Last year, he cost us games where we could have – a couple of those eight-possession games, if he makes a couple kicks, we, we're, we're right there. 2019, good Lord. I remember that Saints game. The Saints, well, yeah, the Saints on the road. We can win that game. Oh, we got well, a we were, we were this close. Well, like, Matt Rule said – listen, Matt Rule said this guy's not getting the job done. Okay? He did say that. Well, here's the deal as a head coach. You got three weeks before the, before we go for real. Figure it and out. He's the, only, he's the only kicker you brought to camp. That's, figure, figure it out. We're and talking about one kicker here. who's on the trading block. Um, oh, he's behind someone. I want to say he's – I don't remember who he's behind, but he's on the trading block, and he's been Ooh. showing like – I'm trying to remember the name of the kicker and who he plays for. Oh, it's going to kill me. I saw it. It was it was one on, on – I think I can't remember. We posted something about it or – Well, I mean, look, I know the Titans have had like two in camp, three in camp. Who's the Titans' main kicker? Huh? I mean, how do you have how do you bring in ninety Who? guys and you only bring in one kicker? Who's the Titans' main kicker again? Right now, well, right now it's Sam Ficken, and then there's a McCann is the other guy. No, I don't think it was that. I'm trying to remember who in the world. But what I'm getting at is, if you're the head coach and you're saying that, okay, and you find somebody real. else. You're going, no, you're no. Going you know, see, you, you know who they could get. 
I, I, I don't know if Jack know him because he's a YouTuber. Get 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 the get the destroying kid off of YouTube at this. Stop point, it! Stop man, it! Man, we man we we brought Joey Solid off the streets and he ain't did nothing in three years. Let, <laughs> let YouTube kid get a get a crack at it. I mean, good. Uh, I mean, look at this point. Bringing any bringing somebody, bringing some type of competition. Why? Why has he had job security of this magnitude with nothing proven? I mean, we were we were allowing you know Gano to go away, and the pro and the crazy part is, and that's what I was thinking about is so um, Ryan Santoso from the Giants, who has been behind Graham Gano. Yeah. Graham Gano is obviously going to still keep that spot, but this Ryan guy has been showing some starter caliber kickers. So like that's the crazy part. You let Gano, you know, you walked, you let Gano walk because you're like, okay, we've got this guy, and I, look at, I know he's got this arm power or this excuse me, his leg power. I know he can kick it, but it, it, it don't mean nothing if you can't kick it straight. <laughs> Man, they, they've been trying to get this kid to hit 60 yards for the last two years. Well, I don't need that. Hit the hit the 45 yard. That's supposed to be a routine. The 37. Be, the 37 last night. 37, and it Any, was wide right. Anything from 50 and in is a root is routine. You got to hit. And we shouldn't be care. putting ourselves in situations. We shouldn't be preparing for 60 plus yard field goals. We should right. be making our offense work to the point where we don't have to kick six yard field goals. Because a exactly. lot of times last year. We honestly probably settled, and I know Teddy didn't have the arm strength to get it all the way down there, or it wouldn't work. But like, we honestly settled, going, "Hey, we think this kid can make the kick." And like, that's something that in that Chiefs game, I wouldn't have tried for a hail mary. But Lord knows if a hail mary wouldn't have worked. You know the kicker, you, 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 kick. you, know, you know the kicker we did have that could hit a sixty yarder, Graham, you know. and he did it. Like, yeah, exactly, did it. Won and sure, he wasn't becoming that consistent, but on the Giants, he is. I don't know what it is about our players going to the Giants and then finding the second, you know, a second wind here with Bradbury and Gano, but they've been they've been finding it and they turned, and, and they turned into the best of their position. They they turned into some of the best of their position. You look at James me, Bradbury; he's he's in the talks of being a top ten corner all listen, of a sudden. And somebody who's who, somebody who's, who's been a kicker in football and stuff like that. There's three or four at every camp. Don't tell me they're not out there. Don't tell me they're not like out there. Like they're, they're three or four at every single. Even if you've got Ryan Suckup with the with the uh, Bucks, there's still two guys in camp with him. Exactly, exactly. And why would you not? This is the lack of preparation. Honest guy, you know what? I believe you know. You know what Teddy said that we they, they didn't work on red zone um, red red zone packages last year. I'm starting to believe every bit of it. I, and I believe him when he said it. I know people try to play it off as oh he was bitter. No. They've shown, they've shown me a lack of preparation from year one, and I know we gave them a pass in year one, COVID year, understandable. But year two, why is there not at least two kickers out there on the field? You, know, you brought in nine. I've said it. You brought in, you're bringing 90 guys to camp. We have There have been an extended like an extended, extended team size. You can have more guys now yeah, than we've been able to have in the past. Like, I mean, like, exactly. exactly. Everything, has, everything has ballooned to this point where there's no reason not to have two of everything. I know. I, I, I can't figure it out. And, you know, I mean, it's just let them do kickoffs. That's fine. But, I mean, if if, if I, I thought I saw a stat that said the Panthers last year inside the red zone were less than 50% doing things. If that's the case this year, you need somebody who's going to split the uprights. I mean, you, you don't want to split the field goals. That's how you lose eight games. That's how you lose eight one-possession games. Well, let me, Chauncey, let me say this real quick. We've been sitting here talking about eight, eight wins. Not Right now – I'm wondering if we get five. I'm being, I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, it depends on, I mean, Fitter said, you know, Fitter said in a broadcast that he was going to play. You were going to see Sam and McCaffrey in this next game. And I just need to like, and for me, like the first two, I need two touchdowns in the first quarter. 
if you want me to be excited about going into the season, like I need, and, and this is where the defense will also be tested run defense wise. Cause Najee Harris, I mean, he's going to come after you. And I'm excited to see how they do up against that. But in terms of offense, like I, I just needs, I need points and I need points early for me now. to be confident about what you're doing. Cause you can't just keep saying, Oh, you know, we, we've got some tricks up our sleeve. We've got like, they've, how they have, and I, you know, we, we spoke about it last year. How they've handled everything has made them have to. Like, I'm not waiting this long for y'all to get it right. I'm real. I'm, I'm not. And fans are what, and nobody else is waiting on, on either because the things you've done have just they just not made sense. And I, and I, I mean, from just roster moves to coaching decisions, I you keep. Te- I mean, you keep saying, "Oh, it's a process. We're young." Look, look at where we're young. But I'm telling you right now, if I gave. Who's a good coach I can think of? If I get Sean Payton this roster right now, he can get us to the playoffs. If I gave Mike Vrabel this roster right now, which also good for him for getting COVID. He's vaccinated though. He was vaccinated. But I mean, I'm serious. If I'm giving, if I give Mike Vrabel, if I give you know Sean McDermott, if I give Sean McDermott this roster right Look now, at what he's done. He flipped Buffalo situation all the way around. Well, he took what the Panthers were trying to do and no. did it and made it work because he surrounded his top tier caliber quarterback you two guys, with actual tangible weapons and protection. You two guys are the Panther, you know, the, the big time Panther fans or whatever. So a couple weeks ago, or when we were doing our predictions, Jets is easy game week one. I'm not buying it now. Look, week one, it's gonna, and it's going to come down to the quarterback matchup. I mean, you know, you got to Davis. I mean, that offense moved. I mean, crazy enough. I think they have the better quarterback right now. Yes, yes. Like they, like I watched that Wilson again in, in, in that in that Green Bay game. I'm like, good lord! And do you think Jets fans even think? You think Jets fans even think of Sam Darnold right now? They're probably laughing. Oh, oh no! They're probably ha- they're ecstatic that we took them off their hands. They got the di- they got the divorce. Didn't get any kids in the divorce. They got in the car and got out of there. Sat there eight or nine weeks ago when the schedule came out. Oh, that's that's a win. We'll win, win. You know, blah blah. Yeah. And those uh, and, that, and and those first three weeks are going to be so so telling. And it's like, I, yes, we're young, but there still has to be a sense of urgency. And that's what Chantise has been talking about. Where is your urgency? What is the direction of this team? Are we the tortoise or the hare? We're nowhere in between right now. I have no idea. Are we building for the future or are we trying to win now? The moves you've made and the and the pace that you're taking gives me no confidence one way or the other that you're making either of those decisions. You're just like. It's almost like throwing exactly. darts in the dark. You're like, oh, do this decision for this thing. Do that decision for that thing. It's like you're it's like you're shaking an eight ball going, Wait, all right, what should we do with our coach? They Not would have – Shake again. Like They would have much more, you know, fan support if they picked the direction. But now it's too right. late. It's year two, and it's too late now. you got to figure out how to win now. I'm not waiting two more years for you to figure it out because you because – you, just shot in the dark about at the quarterback position. You will not draft a, a, a lot yeah, in the if first If you draft round. Fields, I'm willing to wait two years. If you drafted a rookie quarterback, I would have gave you. I would have reset the clock. But see, now I'm not doing that because see now yeah. the roster's too good now, and our, our floor our, our floor isn't gonna bottom out. Our floor is gonna keep us in, in that mid tier five to six wins, and our ceiling is probably only eight and eight, eight eight to nine. So, I, I don't, football purgatory is where we're at. I was, unfortunately, I didn't, I didn't want to be here. I, I begged them not to put, not to put us here. Now, here's a bold, here's a bold prediction, which it, and it hit me today a little bit. It's not going to happen, but bold prediction. 
somehow or another Deshaun Watson is out of Houston before the end of the season. I just I can't keep entertaining this notion of whether or not he's going to be legally allowed to play. The FBI's got involved now, so yeah. it's, it's, I'm well, a little. If, if if all of that came along and he's not going to go to jail or whatever, then and that's a different be, story. But if you give your, your starting quarterback next year, oh yeah, for sure. I'm just. If, I'm, uh, I, he has to be completely clear of everything. I know. It has to if, be. I know, if, I know. If, if Cam has a calendar year and then doesn't, they don't resign for some reason. I'm I'm willing to take Cam back. I really am. This current Cam looks like he's. I mean, I really don't, I don't I don't want to hear another. I'm sorry, Mac Jones did all right, but Cam's looking like Cam. I don't care if he didn't score a well, touchdown. Josh, like, look at- Josh came out. Josh came out today and said, pretty much, he goes, "There's no reason Cam won't be our starter week one." There was never. I think don't think there was ever any reason that at least I, week I'll one. Tell, I'll tell everybody this. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I, I, something, went, something went my screen went crazy. But um, with the, with everybody praising Matt Jones, he's, now he's looked good. I, I will not lie. He's looked better than I expected. But I just have to employ everybody to, to, to just to remember, the guys he's played against are not going to be on, on, on the field on Sundays. <laughs> those, right. those are not the guys you're going to see. That's not the pass rush you're going to see. And let's see, this is be very clear. I mean, I look at the two. I, if, if I put Matt Jones out there against our defense right now, Brian Burns and everybody out there, fam. We will, they will eat him alive. That ball comes out too slow, and you can be as, as anticipatory as you want to look. But I, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar are not receivers that are gonna make your quarterback look great if you're not a great quarterback. You know, see what I'm saying? It's not Devontae Smith and Henry Ruggs anymore. It's like that's over with. Now, can he elevate talent? I don't believe so. I think he, I think he, I think he's a good enough player to play well with good talent. I think Cam is your best bet if you actually want to make a run. So I mean, I leave it at that. But you know, I, I, I think Bill feels the same way. He feels like I have a good, a good young quarterback. He's progressing. Give him a year, and then we'll throw him in there next year, and, and we see see what happens. But until then, I'm going to go with the veteran who, that at his best, is the best player in the league. So, I mean, this is going to be just such an insane year for quarterbacks all across the NFL. There's so many new guys at at these positions that we've never seen before that we don't know how they're going to do. And I'm very excited to see one way or the other or guys, you know, are just kind of inkling in even at the rookie or, you know, or, or sophomore position or just even new signs whatsoever. So it's going to be but very, just, is, you know, but the difference is Jack, people are excited about that. They're not here. <laughs> and that's the gist. You got, Tua, you got Joe Burrow, you know, you've got these guys that people are genuinely excited about and all day on the radio today and reading stuff locally here in Charlotte, they're like, Question, question, question. I mean, question. that was a, that was my initial reaction. I remember when when Jeff called me. We were I was driving through the mountains and I didn't had no reception. And Jeff called me. He goes, "Did you see?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "We drafted or we signed Sam Darnold," and I was just I had no words. I was like, because I had no reaction. I couldn't figure out if I was if I was excited or if I was pissed. And I still don't know. Like, and that's the problem is that like you dra- like you draft you you picked up a guy that you don't know what you're going to get, what his ceiling or his floor is really. Like you don't know circumstantially yeah. if the problems that he's had have been him or been the system that he was in with the players that he's had. You don't know yeah. other way around what his upside is. Like, and it's, it's almost, he's almost a perfect, like a perfect representation of the essence of the team at the moment. You don't, other than, you know, other than our main guys in terms of the direction, it's like, he's, he might honestly be the perfect example of what our mindset is for the, the front office. Where you don't know what your 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 ceiling is, you don't know what your floor is, but your floor could be really bad. But you're not making these moves 
to get a great ceiling. Does that make sense? Like he almost physically yeah. embodies that because he carries those same traits as a singular player. Uh, you know, look, man, I'll I'll be at the game this Friday. I'll get to see. I ain't gonna lie to you. If it, if it look like how if it look like how it's how it's uh, been portrayed, at least to me, as far as like like what I've seen in the past, I me and Matt Rule have a talk. <laughs> I'll find my way down there. Here, here's the problem with here's the problem with all the younger quarterbacks. Okay, so if Zach, if Zach Wilson comes out and plays a couple bad games to start off or whatever, he's a rookie. We get it. He's learning. Okay, and he can recover from that. I assume. Yep. Sam Darnold comes out and craps the bed the first two or three weeks. His NFL career is done as a starter. Yeah. He, it's, done. Thing with, it's like the same thing with Winston. And depending right. on how Jameis does yeah. with the Saints, you know, if, if he craps the bed, then that's – I mean, if he can't make it work yeah. there, he's not going to make it work anywhere. But, but, but if he pulls the bank out – But you know what I'm getting, though? I mean, like, no. you know, if, if he – he's at this point in his career where he's like, I, if I don't perform, I am done. He's put. He's being put in that rookie position, but he has so much less of of a of a grace period. There's no curtain. There's, there's like they're gonna they'll, they'll pull the curtain real quick. I think. Well, we say that, but well, then who do you? Go to? There's, 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 there's not a quarterback on the roster that you can go to. I think today and say, "Hey, go win us some games." I like right. PJ. I'm very. I, I'm. I'm very sure that PJ is just a backup quarterback. Will Greer is not a capable. After being zero for six. After being zero for six. No, he, yeah. I thought he had one for like eight yards. Or was it? He was yeah, that was a, yeah, that was a, yeah, I didn't know that was very, that I, I was very perturbed about the equipment situation last night. About, you know, why Will Greer got to, got to go out there with the twos when it's been clear as day in camp that PJ Walker is the, is the number two quarterback. Like, he's been the best quarterback on the rock. I mean, the days I went to camp, he was the best quarterback on the field. For, for the Carolina Panthers. I mean, I can't understand. I understand trying to see what you invested in the World Greer, but if you wanted to see that, you should have saw it last year, so we could have got a, you know, a good pick. That's just Tepper trying to show that that wasn't a, you know, especially after losing Little, and now you've gotten, you know, your two draft picks, that same draft that are really just crap in the bed. You're just trying to hold some semblance of, yeah, we know what we're – and that, that move to me, I mean, I, I and because we, we didn't talk about it. I think it happened between the weeks – or we might have just forgotten about it because of because uh, of preseason. I mean, that move to me, I just I understand. You know, you don't like you're not at liberty really to trade anybody away for nothing. Like you're not really, especially lineman wise. Yeah. I know he's not like filing what you want, but le- you need a body at least. And he's at, at least a body, yeah. He, like he's a body at, at the very least. He's, he can stand in. So like, I really don't know what your thought process there trading away people is. I mean, talking about other things in the front office now. It seemed like the narrative was that, you know, obviously we're looking for a deal with DJ and Robbie was probably going to just file out and be uh, gone. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about a long-term multi-million dollar deal with Robbie. I, I don't know. Uh-uh. I saw that last night and I said it. I said it on Twitter. Why? And I love Robbie. He played great. But let's just be, I mean, let's call it spade a spade. I mean, he's 28. He is not ascending in his career anymore. Like This is probably the, the precipice of what his career is going to be. Why would I give a multi-year deal to a 28-year-old and I have a 24-year-old on my roster that I drafted? He should get the first, he should get first dibs on the contract. Like that's just like it's a it's a it's, it's a courtesy thing. Like, you know, I, I he's been the guy that's, that's put the work in here for consistently throughout his career. 
get him the bag first. I mean, I, I mean, I love Robbie, and I mean, I, I, I think Robbie's bet better off going elsewhere and getting a bigger bag than what we can get because I wouldn't tie that much money up to my receiver room, considering that I just drafted two receivers who look like they can be the future in the in probably the next two two. And seasons. you don't have a consistent running back, and you've got a fairly consistent running back. Actually, me, you don't have a consistent quarterback, but you have a consistent running back game and a running back room. And I mean, like, yeah, Robbie is a person. Robbie as a player, like, but I mean, and he had flashes last year. Don't, don't get me wrong, but and whether it was a coverage thing, people were going at him more. The play schemes didn't work out. He didn't show me enough last year in my mind that would facilitate or constitute that big of a deal. What he had last year, the difference, the difference between what he had last year and throughout his career in New York was consistent quarterback play. Like Teddy, for what it's worth, wasn't. I mean, he may not be the great highest of highs and lowest of lows, but he's consistent. He's consistently average, and that. That was enough to make him a thousand yard receiver, which is fine. I mean, it's good. I mean, I think if he if any receiver gets that, they'll have they'll put up numbers like that. I mean, he, but his numbers for the most part were pretty consistent with what he's done for his for his career. He's never been a guy that's going to get you 1,300 to 1,400 yards. He's not that type of receiver. But he's hovering around 800, 900 to a thousand yards. That's like low end of a of, of thousand. So, I mean, I like I like what he's done. I just wouldn't. But especially what you're saying, definitely not. To, it didn't definitely didn't facilitate the the leapfrogging over DJ, no, who would more, who definitely deserves that contract more. And now if you With move Kyle, him, yeah. Now if you move him, you know, somebody's got to take care of the contract, most likely. Yeah. yeah. Who's gonna Who's gonna want? I mean, you know, 28, 29 goes out this year and 700 yards, or whatever. I mean, you want to move him or whatever? Who's gonna take the contract? Yeah, it's a, it's just it's just very. I, I mean, I think he'll have a great year. I think him, I think him and DJ will put up numbers again this year. I think they're actually, I think their numbers actually improve. I think DJ probably hits probably around twelve hundred. I think Robbie probably if sits around the same thousand yard mark. If somebody um, gets him the ball, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, for, I, I mean, I I will say this. I mean, from the one pass I saw from Sam, I, I mean, it was a it was a nice throw out of ten to eleven. It was just nice pass, but like I I I, I, I watched him. Look, stare it down for like three seconds before he threw it. I'm like, oh, this, this, uh, oh, that's this my other, <laughs> well, that's my other stipulation is that I understand Robbie's the kind of guy who's not going to stick sign these, you know, rinky dink contracts and sign these, you know, check contracts. But if you don't know, if you haven't gone into the season, you don't know if this quarterback's going to be your guy for however long that contract would be with Robbie. So if you don't have a guy that would fulfill that contract with Robbie as a quarterback, why would you give it like save some of that money to find someone and give that to someone who then can facilitate? Signing multi-million dollar years with these with these receivers. Hey, how about save that money? Go get your offensive lineman. If you're not going to have one, I mean, I mean, why would you sign all your all the? This is how you build a bad team. Starting on the outside and working in. No, you you go you build inside to out. I mean, and Jack has said it for months on end. We have to win the trenches. We don't have anybody in those trenches right now that's going to win me a, a matchup consistently. The, besides the, Mullen, the Houston Oilers took six of their first round draft picks in a row and built an offensive line. One of the of best Bruce, offensive lines. Bruce Matthews, Mike Munchak. I, I can't even remember all of them, but like they took one, six, six first year. I mean, no quarterbacks, no running backs, no nothing. Their first And that's pick. not the only example. You look at the Colts, you look at the Titans, you look at the Cowboys. They've all spent first or second round picks year in and year out on those guys. The Titans had Jack Conklin, Taylor Lewan. They had Nate Davis. They got Nate Davis in the third round from Charlotte. Yeah. We, didn't, like, we didn't even think to pick him up if we're in the same city as the guy who's playing. What was he, a first team? or He was a, yeah. he was a pro, or first team all pro. Talent evaluation, pro. man. 
Like it's Down just like look in your own backyard for guys like that. Like it's almost like you're not it's it's plausible deniability and gross negligence to think that you don't need to get and that's where like I mean I, I again put CMC put CMC behind the Titans line right now. Oh my god, he go he go he go stupid. That's he go what two thousand yards easily. Put Zeke behind easily. our offensive line right now and tell me how good Zeke does. Put Derrick Henry, put Derrick Henry behind <laughs> your line. Derrick Henry can still do all right. He can break tackles regardless. He gives about eleven hundred yards. I but put, put or put Dak or put Ryan Tannehill on our offensive line. Crap, it, a crap it, shoot. It's got, exactly. It's got. It's got to take away what those guys can do. I mean, like I said we haven't. I mean, now to be fair, we've not seen our starting group yet. Right. We haven't we seen Cam Irving. Haven't no. seen Taylor Moten. Haven't. Seen, I do love Brady Christensen though. He has he, shown me something. He's now that was a pickup that I'm like I've been happy with. I I agree there. He's played. He's played. I think they said he had 55 snaps or something in zero pressures. Yeah, he's he's showing me something. I, I mean, uh, it's all about where. I mean, I, I, it's like okay. Well, you know, you sign Taylor Moten. He's just starting right tackle. You're still trying to find a left tackle. I don't want to move Taylor Moten to the left just because we signed him to a big deal. That's that's the last thing I want to do. What do you throw Christensen in at though? Like I mean, is he a guard? I mean, I, I now he has, and uh, they did have him great as a guard. Guard, yeah. Too. So I mean, I mean, does, I mean, do you, do you throw him at right guard? Because who's currently our right guard right now? Uh, I think it was Irving, Irving or uh, Pat Alfine. It may be Pat. It may be Pat. I think it was Pat. Irving, I mean, I'm Irving's throwing. To look at, I, I mean, we Taylor works. He can work anywhere along the line, and I know you don't need to put him at left tackle, but if in my mind. If I'm paying this guy the most money and he can play left tackle, over I mean now Christensen that's his position that's what he's been good at is left tackle that's what he played at and that's where he's comfortable. Yeah. I'm not horribly against putting a rookie at that spot. I just need to know that he's confident enough to play it. And I mean, as far as right tackle left tackle goes, I don't think there's I mean there's obviously a, a difference between the two, but I I don't know in my mind if you're paying this guy this money and he's been the most consistent lineman you've had. In you know he's been I mean, he's up there the most consistent lineman we've had yeah. in franchise history he's pl- he's played every position and he he's understood the assignment everywhere he's gone so in my mind if you want to put him at left tackle put him at left tackle it's okay to put Christensen there but Christian I need to know that Christensen can get the job done because we've seen with Cam somehow yeah, they can. forgot that the left tackle is the most pivotal position for a quarterback to protect you. And they decided to not have a solid, a, a consistent guy there for more than three seasons. So if you want Christians in there, if, if you're trying to build in and then go outside, you make sure that he's going to be there as a good, because we want, I mean, that's where we wanted little to be. Look how that worked out. Cause little yeah. still didn't work out. You drafted a guy who you knew was already injured coming in and had a history of being injured. And you yeah. then said, no, it'll be fine. And then look at, and then you still haven't had a consistent left tackle since. So if you want Christensen to be there, you make sure Christensen is going to work at that position and is going to stay there for a good long while. We had Norwell there. Lord knows why – or not Norwell, excuse me. We had um, Daryl Williams there. Lord knows why we let Daryl Williams move her to right tackle and then go. I mean, we've had – like everybody we've had at that position, we've let either – hasn't panned out or have, we have let gone. And I don't know why. Um, something interesting that Smitty said, I've been, again, loving Smitty. Yeah, he's been great. My favorite thing ever. I love it. I'm, I'm going to be so sad to hear whoever is calling these other games. But something interesting he, he pointed out, and I we've talked about because this is going to like one of the last things we probably hit on because we can talk about it a lot. So in two weeks, two two weeks or so, you had JT Ebay, Ebe, however I can remember how to pronounce the homie's name, and then Keith Taylor, both providing 
probably unnecessary or gratuitous hits on a wide receiver in joint practices, breaking out in big fights. Yeah. Week in and week out, Ravens and Colts. We've talked about this, and it's still an issue. No, the, the lack of discipline and senior veteran leadership on this team is creating some sort of vibe in this team that they can kind of just, they don't have to have that, you know, man mentality and they're being, they're just being stupid about certain things. And that is kind of scaring me. Oh, okay. Here's the thing. You know, the eBay situation, you know, me and we, I think we all kind of agree that it wasn't malicious. It was just a bang, bang play and things happen. I watched Keith Taylor play at, at the camp. I was, I, I saw it live. That was much to do about nothing. I, I will, I won't lie. That's a, that's a receiver being upset that he got touched. Receivers hate getting touched. They don't like being. They, they want to be clean. They, 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 they kind of, they, they, they are divas. Got touched, and I, and I will say this: it's training camp. Fights are gonna happen. That's just, I think, that's just football at its essence. Like it's hot. Nobody really wants to be out there for real. It's a hundred degrees outside. We're, we're, my, my legs, everybody's tired. Frustration start to boil over, and that's what, that's what you start to see happen. Now, I will say this. I do agree. You do shoot ourselves in the foot quite a bit. But I don't think the, the, the practice scrums are just practice scrums. You know what I mean? I, I saw, you know, you know, A.B. It was looking like Floyd Mayweather just, just this past week. You know, Russell Shepard and, and, and Ty Hill, they were banging it out, too. I mean, I think it's just the it's just the nature of training camp. I, I, I won't lie. But there are some issues with uh, with with penalties. But that's more so along the offensive side of the ball that I've seen. And so, uh, another, and so what though what Smitty was saying that was interesting to me is he was talking about that leadership in the defense. And the guy he mentioned was not someone I was expecting. Jermaine Carter Jr. as someone who can be a quarterback of the defense. And that is interesting to me because that's some I know that's a guy we've talked about there for a while. Hadn't really seen anything. But I mean, this year, you know, if if Frankie keeps playing the way he's doing, who's and he's gonna make the starting roster. I mean, Denzel will still be hurt a little bit. We don't know how Shaq's been doing back and forth. Do we think that Jermaine can actually provide that role? I, it, the best ability is availability. So if he's available each and every week, and he's shown me something, he was better than he, he was better than here Whitehead. Let's, let's, yeah. let's be clear about That's that. That's not saying much. But better though, Christ, better. It's, it's, it's an improvement, and I'll take any improvements I can get. Jermaine Carter should be the guy moving forward because I mean, Denzel Perryman. I mean, we it's the same thing that's happened throughout his career. Thus far, he's injury prone. He's never he's never available. When if he's on the field, he can play, of course. But I mean, when are you going to be out there? I mean, I can't. I mean, I don't. You, you were a free agent signing that was only given a, a one year deal. If I'm not mistaken, you have to be there in order for you to make an impact. And right now, Jermaine Carter is going to be out there each and every snap. Let's roll with it. I agree. I think the availability is a big deal. And you know, listen, if 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 Smitty said something about him, he's obviously doing something right. I mean, let's be real. Um, and you know, if you're looking for that leadership, then there you go. And I mean, you know, you think Brian Burns, everybody else, but you know, if that one person steps up and, and can be there and do the availability and do it, then hey, have it, have at it. Yeah, I mean, as like I said, he was best ability is availability. I like that, and that should work for the Panthers because it's just I don't know. So, going into the Steelers game, I mean, what is it? What I mean, other than the obvious, what's one thing y'all are looking for? Whew. Um, god, I, I just really want to see. A, a sophisticated passing game from Sam Darnold. Like, like are we going to see consistent, sophisticated NFL throws, NFL decision making from Sam Darnold, and the offensive line? Like, uh, like can can you can you at least just hold up and just give him a chance? Like, like can you at least give give him an opportunity to make plays? 
that's really all I can really ask to like hope to see. I mean, my defensively, I'm kind of sold on what we are defensively, so I really don't have any concerns there. I think you've got to um, open up the playbook. All this stuff about we're not going to show them what we got. Stop that. Um, you know, open up your playbook. Let Darnold. You know, I mean, let's let, you got it. You got it, and get the ball in the end zone. Get the ball in the end zone. If you get within inside the twenty yard line or whatever, get the ball in the damn end zone. I mean, that that's what that's what wins games. And if you you know, go out there and look like a competent offense. That's yes. all. I, you ain't got to be spectacular, but get no. out there and at least look competent and get your starters out there and play for. I want to see them play for a half. I want to see the entire starting offense and the entire starting defense to play the first half. And you walk out of there going, okay. No. If they get, if they can give me, if they can give me ten points in that half. I'll right. be, I'll honestly be satisfied. A touchdown, field goal, it's all magical. Just and, go and drops. And you're here, you know, you're you're at B of A. Fans did not walk out of here against the Ravens happy. I don't, I don't care. Very disappointing. You, you know, and there might be more Steeler fans than than Panther fans. Seems to happen. Oh, oh. but but give yeah, give yeah. the fans give us something that we get on this next podcast on next Sunday night. That we can sit here and go, okay. I, That's what I want. Exactly. At least, the way, at least I feel the, the offense is competent enough as a whole to get out there and do it. And if, if CMC doesn't play, I get it. If CMC doesn't need to play. I understand. Right. I get it. You, I mean, that's your that's your Mercedes. You don't want to bang it up at all. But everybody else, go out there and play and, and get the ball in the end zone and move it down. <laughs> you can move the ball 80 yards in 10 plays or whatever. But to me, still, if you don't get it in the end zone – it's not a success. You know, oh, we move the ball. We move the ball great. Fine. That's great. Put points on the board. Yeah. So go out there, move, look like a competent, get some points, and let us feel better about, about the offense moving forward. Defense, I'm so – and find yourself a kicker. I mean, defensively, I still want to see because, I mean, obviously Perriman's not in yet, and, and Shaq's been reserved. And then you've had, you know, I mean um, – oh, crap. What's his face? Uh, AJ Bowie isn't going to play, obviously, and that's not going to be. So we don't really need to throw him in there. I'd still yeah. like to see how Phil is setting up this rotational kind of, you know, attack from all angles defense with Reddick. Well, we saw a taste of it obviously this week, but you know, having having Reddick, having Uter, having Chin, having having everybody going up and see. I also want to see someone other than Burris starting out at safety. I just I want to see I want to see how it's preseason. Put Robinson, put Kenny back there, yeah. just for, hey. just for giggles, please. And real, and real quick. I mean, Roethlisberger played this past weekend. Big Ben played. The man is the most he, – he's not mobile. He's been in for 18 years. He could get hurt. He played and played well, from what I gather. So, anyway. But that's what I, – I would like to see more of this – the defensive rotation. We've got the yeah. guys. I'd like to see how they can be used in, in each and every way and shape. That would be what I want to see. And then also offensively, kind of the same thing. I want to see how you're going to rotate the tight ends, how you're going to use them. How are you going to rotate McCaffrey and Chew? It doesn't have to be a lot, but I want to see how they both work hand in hand. I just, I'm take it out of your sleeve. Show me what you have. Show me what? at least, give me a taste. And a moose bouche, please just show me what you can do. <laughs> and so that I have some sort of confidence that this offense can actually drive and be scoring because that was the problem last year. So no matter how good our defense played, at the end of the day, if they're having to go in every three plays, and cover for your ass, they're going to fizzle out. They're not going to be like, doesn't matter how much depth we have a defense and how much speed we have, they can only hold their own so much. And that was the problem years past in 2013, 2014 as well, is that there's a certain point, your defense and, and the Titans have shown that, the Panthers show that, the, like 
your defense is going to fizzle out no matter how great it is because if they're having to go out every 15 minutes, they can't keep doing that. Their morale is going to sink and their experience and their time is going to sink to the point where they're not going to be able to do that for you. So you give know, me some sort of something to grasp on. And, so and, and give me a line and let me know that you've got something going on up there, Brady, and it's not just at space for rent. I, and I, I agree with you. Let me just say it real quick because – and I keep bringing it up, and I'm sorry I do it all the time. But, look, I watch the Titans game or whatever. Their offense looked like the Titans offense from last year. You know what you're getting. They throw these – I mean, I, I was watching Matt Barkley with these second-round receivers and third-team rec- third receivers and stuff. But you know what you're getting. And it felt good. Now, I didn't need to see anything flashy. They went out. Logan Woodside was making good throws. Yeah, I mean, they went out there and you went out there and played competent football. Whether you're certainly listen, you are in the NFL, and there are very what one I don't even know the percentage of kids who play football in America, whatever. Uh, The percent of the the one percent. You are a pro. I don't care if you're first, second, or third string, and sometimes we go it's just second or third string. You're in the NFL. Go out there and play football. Whether it's the first, second, or third, be competent. And show me a competent offense. That's all I want to see. You've got kids on a work visa from Yugoslavia or the Czech Republic that are going out there, and they're making great plays. Why can't Sam go out there and just do something for me? Like, it's just – it's ridiculous to me. And I I understand you're trying to keep them safe, but, like – Safe from what? Do you know what you have? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like, like, exactly. Do they know what they have? I don't don't know if they do. No. I don't think – I don't think they do know. And that's the – that's the – listen – I said at the beginning, the Jets know what they have. Chicago knows what they have. New England knows what they have. Tennessee, Tampa Bay, they know what they have. Miami knows what they have. Tell me, other than Carolina, I mean, you're going with Jared Goff. You're going with Matthew Stafford. You know what you got. Or whatever. Whether they're good or bad or indifferent. But you know what I'm getting at. What do we got? I I don't know. It's like everyone else is playing chess and we're playing go fish. I just, I don't. I don't understand, and so I, it's something I know. I keep saying we, have, we just we, until then we got to keep waiting, but at some point you do have to just actually go out and play and keep pounding because right now it just seems like we're just sitting there waiting for someone to, to pick up the drum to go. Hey, we're gonna go now. Like you don't need a green flag. You don't need like we're we're not sitting in caution. We don't need a green checker. We need to go. Like this is your green white checker. You got a green like that. You gotta go. We keep going back to what makes the NFL go now. What makes football so great is the fact that every play of every game matters. You got 17 games. You don't have 80. You don't have 140 or whatever it is in Major League Baseball. You've got 17 games. And every game could be the difference of whether you're in the playoffs or not. So you ain't got time. You you, you know, come out against the Steelers, show us what you got, or we're gonna walk into the Jets game in week one going, I don't know. <laughs> but well, unfortunately. I'm going to say it again. We're going to have to wait and see. And until then, keep praying and please keep pounding.